0: On this week's show, I close my antique booth, move into a new warehouse space, and find out that eBay did absolutely nothing about my problem with the international shipping program. What is up, Galaxians? Welcome to episode number 198 of the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk Podcast. My name is Ryan, and I am coming to you from a new and improved Bat Cave. If you're following me over on Instagram, at Galaxy CDs Rocks, you've seen some posts over the last couple of weeks. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago I had some projects that I was about to be working on, and man, oh man, (laughs) Uh, have I been putting in the work the last eight days. I have worked 12 to 14 hours a day, uh, each and every day. I have not had a day off in about two weeks, uh, getting all this stuff done. And I thought I'd make a quick kind of recap episode about what has exactly been going on here at the galaxy. And that's what this show is going to primarily be about. I'm coming to you from a new, but not quite finished podcast slash YouTube studio. I've changed the setup Part of that is because of the main project, which was moving into my new warehouse, which we'll get into kind of in the second part of this show. I wanted to start off, though, talking about last week's episode where I discussed the issues I was having with eBay's international shipping program. I got a lot of feedback from a lot of sellers on that. Thank you so much to those of you who did reach out. It seemed like more people than not were having some sort of issue with that program Maybe not the same exact issue that I was having, but the program seems to have some bugs. I, for my part, spent two different phone conversations last week on, I believe it was Thursday, totaling nearly two hours uh, discussing the problem with various different representatives and trying to get it resolved. Nothing as of the time of recording today, which it is Wednesday evening at about 8.35 Eastern Daylight Time, for those of you keeping score at home nothing had changed. Everything is still broken. So I reached out earlier this afternoon. I called eBay again. And this time I got a different representative who looked at the notes and informed me that neither of the two people that I spoke to last week actually filled out the proper forms to have my issue uh, sent to the IT department. So (laughs) uh, that would explain why nothing has been fixed. So I re-explained the whole issue. I gave them examples of listings, some of which have the correct information and some of which listed literally 13 minutes later are wrong. And she pulled up all my information. She looked at my business policies and saw that I have no exclusions listed. She looked at my shipping preferences where I also have no exclusions listed and looked at listing after listing after listing that still has all countries except the United States excluded. Uh, She indicated she was going to run that up the flagpole and hopefully submit the correct report to try to get it resolved. And if she needed any additional information from me, that she would reach back out. But that is a situation that is continuing to be ongoing. Fortunately, or unfortunately, over the last week, I have not done a lot of listings because I've been working on these other projects. Uh, So I haven't had a whole bunch of stuff that's been affected by it over the last week, but I've still got nearly 700 odd listings that are not available through the international shipping program, that should be. Um, I had one customer reach out. He was in Puerto Rico. He was able to buy the item, but he couldn't pay for it because it said I didn't ship to his country. I was able to invoice him directly through eBay's system, and he was able to pay the invoice. So we were able to get that one taken care of. Uh, but even the U.S. protectorates are excluded. So Puerto Rico and Guam and all that. It is. It is a big, big mess. Uh, This person that I spoke to today was much more sympathetic and a lot more helpful, so hopefully we get something resolved here over the next week or so. Uh, If you're having those issues, please feel free again, if you're watching on YouTube, to chime in on the comments and let me know what kind of issues you're having. Uh, I did mention to the representative that I had done a podcast on this and then gotten some feedback that I was not alone (laughs) uh, with that issue, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, But definitely feel free to update me. If you are um, watching or rather listening to the podcast, you can, of course, DM me on Instagram at galaxycdsrocks, or you can email me at galaxycds at gmail.com. But on to a little bit more fun news. So like I said, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that I had some projects going on or some things I was thinking about doing. For those of you who are longtime listeners or viewers of the show, you'll know that I opened an antique booth. Gosh, it's been a little over two years ago, 27 months to be exact, because I did some research on it. <laughs> uh, and the, the idea at the time was I wanted to get some excess inventory out of my house and out of my way so I could work on other inventory with the idea in mind that I could get an antique booth, move some of my what you would consider to be duds over there, inventory that 4 or $5 free shipping on eBay just isn't worth doing. I listed them over there for $0.99 or $1.99, and my goal was to just have the stuff out of my way and have an opportunity to maybe make a little bit of money. At the time, as I mentioned and as I've talked about several times since, I was kind of okay if I lost a little bit of money over there because it was cheaper than getting a storage unit. Over the ensuing two years, however, I have acquired more and more inventory to the point where I got a small storage unit and then subsequently had to buy an even larger rent, rather, a larger storage unit. So I was paying for the antique booth, which was losing on average about $75 a month. Some months, 50 bucks. Some months, it was $100 or $110. Uh, All told, of the 27 months I was over there, I lost money 23 times. (laughs) Uh, So... It served its purpose early on, but at a point where I had so much inventory that I was already renting a larger storage unit, I had started to toy around with the idea of maybe I should look into leasing or purchasing a warehouse or a warehouse with some office space. And I was just really hesitant to pull the trigger on that because not only do you have obviously the rent expense and all of that, but you've got utilities and internet and all the rest of the kind of extra overhead that goes along with it, and I just wasn't really willing to pull the trigger. So three weeks ago, I'm at the post office, and I run into someone who used to be a customer at my old CD store, Galaxy CDs Rocks. Uh, in fact, his band actually played a couple of gigs in my, in my store, and over the decade plus that the store's been closed, he and I have run into each other a couple of times, and he asked me, out of the blue when I ran into him three weeks ago if I was still doing the eBay thing. Well, of course I am. <laughs> uh, and he, he said, are you ever looking for any more space? And I said, well, as a matter of fact, yes, I'm actually thinking about uh, upgrading my space now. Why do you ask? And he says, I own a warehouse right around the block from here, and I'm converting it into individual storage units. Would you like to come come around the corner and take a look at it? So I went over and took a look and as it worked out, he had two spaces being built side by side, a small one and a big one that had not yet had the dividing wall put up between them. And he said the small one was going to be $120 a month. The big one was going to be $170 a month. But if I wanted both of them just as one big space, it would save him the money of having to build the wall through the middle and all the rest. And he would rent me that entire space for $225 a month. I told him I would think about it over the weekend, but I had pretty much decided on the spot that that's what I was going to go ahead and do. Um, I was paying net, net on average, $70 or so a month, maybe a little more than that, at the antique mall, and I was paying $145 a month for my storage unit. This space is probably double the space of both of those combined, so it just seemed like a no-brainer. So I went ahead and leased that space. I made the decision I was going to close the antique booth, get all that stuff out of there, bring the racks to the warehouse, and kind of get started. So that's what I've been working on. Part of what I wanted to show you today, I just did a quick walkthrough. It's shaky phone footage, but I'm going to kind of walk you through this old warehouse and kind of show you what's going on there and talk a little bit about the process and how I keep my inventory uh, relatively organized. So let's Let's see if I can get in here and take a look at this. So this is the space from the outside. I assume this building was probably, and again, if you're listening to the podcast, there is a link to the YouTube video or to my YouTube channel in in the show notes down below. Click on over if you want to see this warehouse. It's your standard old, kind of late 1800s, early 1900s, old school warehouse, kind of dingy and whatever. Uh, here you see the uh, the the famous freight elevator that I posted about over on Instagram as well. this is, I am told the oldest working freight elevator of its kind in the state of Ohio and if you're watching on YouTube you're about to find out <laughs> uh, that it operates much like you would expect the oldest, freight elevator of its kind in the state of Ohio to operate. It takes, uh, my, my space is on the third floor of this warehouse. And I believe this trip up in this ancient elevator takes a l- about two full minutes. <laughs> uh, so while we're enjoying this very slow ride up this uh, wonderful elevator, I'll talk a little bit about the, the process of closing out the antique booth. So I really don't know why that did not do better than it did. Uh, if it was bad inventory, if books just don't sell at that kind of thing, I p- tried to price everything very competitively. Most everything over there was $99 cents or $1.99. I don't know if I would have fared better, offering those things for maybe $299 to 399 and would have done the same level of sales and made more money or if it would have just killed sales altogether. Uh, The world will never know because I've pulled all that inventory out of there. I took it all to Goodwill. All told, it was 49 boxes, uh, about 1,300 items that I took over to Goodwill. I pulled up in my U-Haul, and their eyes got real wide, as you can imagine. (laughs) Uh, And I went to the door before I started unloading anything, and I said, hey, I've got 49 boxes of books and a handful of DVDs here. Would you guys be interested? And they said, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's bring you out some canvas totes and we'll get it taken care of. So uh, thankfully, those two fellows came out and actually helped me unload the truck uh, during in the midst of which in between there, uh, I'm pretty sure a drug deal went down (laughs) at the customer drop off at Goodwill. A car pulled up and I thought it was someone else dropping off some donations. And the guy went over and came back with a little brick in aluminum foil and very surreptitiously handed it to the other guy who went and. Put it in his car. So that was quite an adventure, but that inventory just got written off and we'll get on with life. If you're watching on YouTube, we have finally reached the third floor. (laughs) Uh, This elevator is a treat. Uh, It's a trooper. Lord knows I took a bunch of stuff up there. I can't even begin to tell you how many trips I've made up and down in this lovely freight elevator, but uh, it, it works every time. It is a fully manually operated deal. So my space is kind of at the end here. We're walking down this little bit of a hall. There are a couple of spaces next to me. Uh, all told, I wish this space actually was just a little bit bigger when I was all said and done. I've got about 30 tubs, 30 Rubbermaid tubs of stuff that I can't fit into this warehouse space. Uh, plus, I've got my unlisted inventory, which moved into my garage. But here you can see the space, and it is a it is a hodgepodge of shelving. Amazon rolling racks I've bought over the years, industrial racks that my brother gave me, uh, the the shelves from the antique booth. You can see how I have everything labeled. There's kind of letters and numbers on every tub, every box uh, in the space. the The letters and numbers all meant, the letters in particular meant something at one time. The B's and the D's was B for bedroom, D for dining room. Yes, I had stuff in my dining room. Uh, G's were in the garage and so on. But each box has its own label. That label then, of course, corresponds to the custom SKU in eBay. So that when a customer orders a particular item and it says it's in bin D2, I know exactly where to go and pull that item. It's a, It's not fancy. If you're watching again on YouTube, you can tell it's old recycled boxes of all kinds, all shapes and sizes. I'm not one of those people that spend a bunch of money on you know, nice totes and tubs to store all this stuff. I'm a big believer in reuse and recycle. Uh, you can see here the shelving on the back wall is, I think they're 10 by 8 by 10 foot planks on concrete blocks. I can store a lot of boxes on those very, very cheaply. So, all this inventory uh, that was in my house and in or in the storage unit is now pretty much all in this big warehouse space. So I am, number one, exhausted. (laughs) Uh, But number two, I'm really happy now that it's done. I had a couple days there. I was wondering if I had made the right decision. But now that it's done, I'm really excited to have all that over there and have probably 95% of my inventory all located in one space. It's easy to get to. It is literally two minutes from my house, so I can just run right over there and get whatever I need, come back home. I'm still doing all my work here in the cave. My workstation remained the same, my photo booth, my shipping, all of that I will continue to do from home. With it being that close to my house, I'm just going to get up in the morning, drive over there, get the stuff I need, ship it, and then get on with listing the stuff that is in the garage. <laughs> uh, it's all about having a plan. So that's what I've been working on here over the last, gosh, couple of weeks. Uh, the antique booth thing for me it was it was a great attempt. It worked out really well for what I intended for it to do at the beginning. But by the end, it was frankly just losing too much money too consistently to continue to justify when I knew I needed a bigger storage unit anyway. So I've moved on from that. I probably will not do anything like that again. I'll just continue to sell uh, just online. So let me know what you think of that, uh, what you thought of the warehouse, what you think of that inventory situation, how you keep track of your inventory. Again, leave me a comment. If you're watching on YouTube, in the comments down below, if you're listening to the podcast, you can always reach out to me. There, I think, is even a link there to leave me a voice message, which someone actually did. Uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, letting me know about a huge book sale up in Ithaca, New York. Unfortunately, the timing of that sale coincided with me making this move, so I wasn't able to go up there, but I appreciated the tip and I will it's something I will probably look into. In the future, So that is going to put a wrap on this episode. I will probably be back in a few days with a massive, massive What Sold recap because I haven't done one of those in a while. And I've got some pretty cool stuff that I want to go over. So we'll look forward to that in the next couple of days. If you found this useful, helpful, interesting, please do me a favor. If you're watching on YouTube and whack that thumbs up button. If you're not currently a follower of the podcast or a subscriber of the YouTube channel, please consider doing that as well. With all of that having been said, this guy after five 12 plus hour days or seven 12 plus hour days of moving literally tens of thousands (laughs) of items is completely exhausted and I'm calling it a night. We'll see you next time. Thanks guys.